This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event can be paired with a cocktail perfectly. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. I am your host, Chris Bowman. I should get a, a pee popper for my, uh, for my microphone. Pee popper? I need one too. Yeah. Um, Benjamin. I've, uh, Benjamin. I've, I, I just want to say welcome back. Oh, thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed the episode that you and uh, our friend Adam Pranica did last week. I really enjoyed doing it. Thank you, Ben. Man, I was uh, I I got in big trouble with my uh, with my wife because I was listening to podcasts on uh, I was, it was specifically that podcast while we were on our honeymoon. She didn't like the fact that I was doing a momentarily bit distracted. <laughs> Wait, so like, did she catch you while you guys were hand in hand skipping down whatever beach you were on? That's kind of thing. Uh, I can't remember what I was doing, but I had like one earbud in and I was trying to be slick. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, That's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty, um, pretty funny. I was uh, unpacking all my podcast shit. Um, I'm not really sure who packed it up last. Do you? Oh, okay. A lot of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the audio stuff I have kind of went into circulation with the various people that were providing support at the wedding and uh man i fucking hate it when people don't treat your shit right oh yeah so they're missing i'm missing stuff i'm missing two xlr cables what that's like 50 bucks i gotta go spend probably 50 bucks yeah who needs that nobody especially especially nobody that just paid for even a fraction of a wedding. <laughs> yeah, right. Which no, I unfortunately was only able to pay for a fraction. <laughs> or fortunately. Or fortunately. Yeah, I guess bullet dodged somewhat yeah, yeah. by me being a little bit broke at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. Hey, uh, you looked real sharp in that suit, by the way. Well, thank you, Ben. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we... Uh, should we get into we don't we don't have a guest this week so we could probably just get right into the into the mix right get into the meat get get into that meat <laughs> carnivorous uh, podcast yeah uh gosh it's uh, been a long day ben i am fam- i'm 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 just gonna say famished i'm not famished at all i'm bushed anyway oh yeah, yeah. maybe we should yeah. uh let's maybe just get get straight to it let's get straight to it Well, Chris, uh, I'm I'm I feel like this been has been coming up over and over and over again on the podcast. I'm hoping this is the episode in which we lay it to bed. Yeah, I got married. I need a uh, I need a cocktail to go with that. Perfect. Uh, well, Ben, I uh, this week, uh, well, it was it was a, a bittersweet week. Uh, this was kind of the end of a just over a year ago. Uh, uh, I met a, a new friend uh, uh, who was mutual friend of, of a friend of mine in England, and she has to return back to England this week. She's actually tonight, as of this taping, she's hours away from boarding a plane, if not Dang. on the plane now. Um, so yeah, I need a drink to go with that. Well, that's sad. Yeah, it's happy. It's fine. It is. It's the end of a year, and it's yeah. It kind of sucks that it's over, but you know, it's not forever. Well, Chris, I came up with a drink for you 
called uh, Farewell to Hemingway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, it's sort of like a Tom Collins with Kirsch instead of gin. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit like that. Um, and I guess it was invented for Ernest Hemingway before he and uh, bullfighter Sidney Franklin uh, took off from a, on, on a plane from New York to Loyalist Spain. Okay. <laughs> I, may have, I may have read that wrong. Uh, well, let's just go with it. Yeah, let's just go with it. But uh, yeah, I scraped this off a blog in in a in in the midst of doing a bunch of other shit today. So sort of as um, you were running past your computer, you just looked and was like that'll do. That'll do, pig. Uh, I <laughs> and I realized as uh, as as I'm as I'm looking at it now, what I should have fig- figured out some for you is a salty drink to signify the tears that you're <laughs> shedding. And maybe a bitter drink, maybe a salty bitter drink. Wow, that's it. That yeah, yeah. That but might have been. this is this is the opposite. This is a sweet, refreshing drink. Yeah, this is no. Uh, it's, I, this is a good one. I think this will be a good one. Yeah, this is two and a quarter ounces of Kirschwasser, which is the dry kind of cherry brandy. Um, an ounce and a half of fresh lime juice, quarter ounce of cherry syrup or raspberry syrup, and a lime peel for garnish um so you're gonna shake all that stuff with ice and pour unstrained into a collins glass drop in the lime peel and top with club soda and obviously your glass should have ice in it yeah i mean what's um i'm kind of thinking like i'm feeling like crushed ice is it would it be a faux pas to use uh mm, not traditional for a uh, tom collins but uh i don't well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna Stand in your way. Crushed okay, well, how, how nice. about this? Because I can, I can control the ice. I'm going to just use cubes then. But what I, I, uh, as my, I flew into the house and had to run out to try and find, uh, uh, I don't have any maraschino cherries in the house, so I didn't have cherry syrup or raspberry syrup for that matter. So I kind of, ha- I think I cleared it with you earlier that I'm going to use grenadine. So it's not going to be the drink that you're giving me. It's going to be slightly. I think different. that's. I, I I mean it's a quarter ounce. Come on, yeah. It's not gonna make not gonna make a huge. I mean, it's huge flavor probably difference. mostly for the tint, you know. Yeah, it's just a, a touch of sweet, touch of tint. Yep. <laughs> I think you're gonna get all the cherry flavor out of that Kirschwasser. Yeah. Well, uh, and for you, Ben, you will be drinking a very simple drink, a refreshing drink, and a celebratory drink. I'd say mm. uh, an Aperol spritz. Mm. Uh, two ounces of Aperol, one ounce of Prosecco. Uh, an ounce of club soda and a half ounce of orange juice. Uh, build in a chilled rocks glass, uh, then fill with ice cubes and stir. Garnish with half an orange wheel. Uh, Chris, what do you say we go make these drinks? Hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know it's an unusual step at this point in the podcast. Sure. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> threw me there. Sorry. Let's go do it. Yeah. Benjamin, welcome back. Cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers to you, buddy. I can't I can't clink, so I'm just making an ice noise. Yeah. In the microphone. Man. Chris, when you when you uh picked this drink for me, mm-hmm. how aware were you of the fact that I drank trillions of Aperol spritzes on my honeymoon? <laughs> Not at all. 
No. Did, did you really? <laughs> yeah. I drank so many. Oh my god. I yeah, I served it at work the other night and I was like, this is a nice this is a good summer beverage, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, I think they make them a uh, little different in Europe though. They uh, I think it's just I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that the ones I was having over there were just Aperol and Prosecco. No OJ, no club soda. Yeah. Well, this is a trusty... I don't really do club soda over there. It's all like fucking mineral water with dubious amounts of carbonation aeration, you know yeah, yeah i think th- i think the italians have like three different levels they have like still and then they have frizzante which is very mildly effervescent Ooh, i like i like the sound of that now maybe frizzante is the one that's like more bubbly but then there's like one that's just at it, it's like it's like a, a midpoint it's like you add tap water to to some seltzer or something i don't know really small bubbles barely even notice it i don't uh, know what's going on over there you're you're north american now you son of a bee yeah i make my own at home you know i got uh, that cool seltzer seltzer gun oh thing. nice yeah you don't have a uh you don't have a soda stream you've got a seltzer gun it's like uh no it's like one of those old timey bottles and you charge mm-hmm. it with a with a little uh carbon dioxide canister yeah, it almost looks um, like a whipped creamer type thing too. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's same same canister. I I use it for both. Um, a whipped creamer. Yeah. Or a, oh, sorry, I, let really me stop you there. A, a whipped creamer or a cream whipper? A cream whipper, right? Mm. <laughs> no, it it creams the whip. <laughs> anyway, uh, you were saying Aperol spritzes or something, something. That's a nice a nice taste in beverage. Nice nice refreshing drink. Yes. For example, if you are. Uh, if you are uh, on a, a chaise longue, uh, right next to your uh, your lovely bride, yeah, less less than a week into into your nuptials, and less uh, than a week into bliss, yeah, and uh, and you know you're you're there on the uh, Côte d'Azur in oh, man. Uh, south been, of France. I've been there, catch, catching a violently painful sunburn right on a very <laughs> tiny spot on your belly oh, that no. you you can't figure out why just that one place got so fucking sunburned oh my god there was a hole in the umbrella that just like concentrated this beam is the sun yeah. con- wow i i was like i was like oh, no. chilling no sunburn at all and then like one spot on my belly blister <laughs> it was crazy did it uh, uh blister yeah, but uh, but the but the Aperol spritz before that before that's even on your radar, you know, the Aperol spritz. Nice to order from the uh, the garçon as he as he comes around, you know. <laughs> I like when you go to the south of France and Italy, frizzante garçon. Listen to you, your world, you're worldly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've gotten quite cosmopolitan mm-hmm. uh, based on this trip. Um, so so now let's talk wedding. Um, Let's talk uh, build-up. Let's talk about the stress that you were feeling, even though you had a minor role in its organization. <laughs> uh, and and yeah. let's talk about uh, you know your stress level compared to what uh, your now wife must have been going through. Uh, that was a lovely day. Oh, it, uh, well, not a thing you. out of place, and you had nothing to do with it. So congratulations, Rachel. I, had, I mean, I had a small amount to do with it. Well, I, you were there. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I don't know if you knew this, but I... Uh, Two days before the wedding was uh, bedridden with uh, with a head cold. No. Yeah, I uh, 
and I managed to pull out of it. I think staying in bed, you know, it was like maybe not a head cold I would have stayed in bed for under normal circumstances, but I, uh, uh, under, under my, uh, <laughs> then fiance's orders stayed in bed for this one. And I think it probably did help me get better quicker than I would have. Um, but it also had the nice effect of, uh, pulling me out of the action on the most insane, listen, stressful day. Listen, uh, you did say you're in the build up. doing your best to keep your head down and uh, something, some microorganism hurt you. <laughs> and yeah, got all yeah my microbiome's on my side this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was, I was, it was, I was staying at, uh, at, uh, my uh, mother and father-in-law's house <laughs> not i mean they weren't then but they are they are now yes. and uh I, you know i could just kind of catch glimpses of the action through the the door every so often of the like dozens of uh you know you know 58 year old women that had uh, been roped into the whole flower arranging scheme uh, well, you know, mm-hmm. buzzing around, making the mantle arrangements and the bouquet arrangements and the, you know, just every, every, uh, little, little detail I heard, had, was, I, was done by hand. And I was like, yeah, I heard it was all hands so on glad deck. that I was not, not involved in that part. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was something. I mean, I, who was telling me it was every woman that was involved in that wedding was also involved in assembling the. Uh, centerpieces and uh, the f- table decorations, and there was there was no half-assing at that wedding. No, it was it was, uh, uh, it was the entire ass. Listen, uh, it was it was all. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I I don't know. I was telling Adam. I didn't actually say this. Uh, I said this out in the the front yard of the the wedding venue, but uh, it was after after the ceremony, and uh, and I, I I don't know. Uh, Paul Wedding's uh, Paul Wedding Paul Watling's wedding uh, <laughs> Paul Watling's wedding years ago, uh, you know it was uh, the ceremony was like fi- family and uh, family only, and then it was like a dinner for friends and, and family after, and and then the reception. And at the dinner, you know, we had a few drinks and dinner, and we got to the reception, and all the the close friends went behind the bar and started pouring themselves shots, and you know sure. and that, that sort of happened. And then the next thing <laughs> I know, I'm like openly weeping into Watling's shoulders telling him how happy I was for him <laughs> and then getting put into a cab and driven home like that I have never done that in my life that has never happened wow. to me and I'm like what just like and I was laughing as I'm crying I'm like what's going on where is this coming from <laughs> and uh and uh I will say that at your wedding I was like keep it together Bowman keep it together Bowman <laughs> I was like who is this guy what's going on am I I'm the guy that cries at weddings now what is that and uh, I was, I cry. You know, I, I've cried at basically every wedding I've I've been to as an adult. I, well, I mean, I say it to say that it was it was really uh, it was really nice, and um, it was I was just really glad to be a part of it, man. It was it was uh, beautiful, and man, what a group of people that was. Yeah, really, uh, a r- really solid group of friends. I, you know, it's one of those. It's like uh, I always say that I have some misgivings about having a birthday party for myself because. I'll have, you know, 30 people come over and I wind up spending the whole night with the people I'm least close to because, yeah, you know, you kind of have uh, 
they have fewer points of contact with your group of friends, so you kind of need to to disproportionately entertain them, and mm-hmm. uh, and the the same quandary goes for the wedding. Like you know, I got a lot of FaceTime with distant relatives, and um, you know, some some relatives that I was uh, like very very happy to see. And, you know, mm-hmm. not that there was anybody there that I wasn't happy to see. Of course. There's that whole, there was a whole, like, 70% of the assembled group was uh, probably I didn't even talk to at all, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, and that's, I think, I, I think. I just, I left feeling terrible about that. Well, I mean, as, as you know, uh, as one of your friends that was there, I mean, I think I can speak for most of them saying that, like, that's just understood at weddings. I mean, it's like yeah. you know, you're you're happy to get a high five and a hug as you pass by to go speak to the the rest of the family or you know whatever it is. But you wind up getting pulled in a lot of directions, you know. Yeah, you do, and I mean, but we got like we all at the after after the reception, we got to spend some time, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to hear the stupidest thing that happened on my honeymoon? Of course, I do. I don't know why you didn't lead with that, but okay. <laughs> Um, so this was, I think the second night that we were there, uh, we were in the South of France in Nice and we had just checked into this hotel and, uh, we were on the second floor and Nice is like, um, a resort town, but, um, quaint got, got a little diciness to it. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sure how much of that was just the people that write the travel books observing that there are people of North African descent in Nice and like determining that to be diciness. Right, right. But I don't know. I, you know, a couple of the racist taxi drivers that took me around also expressed that they thought that Nice was dangerous. And <laughs> I I, did, I I have very finely yeah. tuned ghetto, ghetto dar. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I grew up in, in, uh, in Oakland, I know what a dangerous neighborhood is. I I did not see any of that in Nice. Um, well, I mean, I, on the other hand, grew up in one of the whitest suburbs probably ever. <laughs> and I was in Nice, and uh, I was oblivious to most of my surroundings. I felt entirely safe there. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not quite sure where that comes from. Like, mm. we we were told, like, oh, around the train station is, is, is pretty rough, so be careful. And we got off the train, and walked to our hotel which was a 15 minute walk and i was like this is fucking fine i can't yeah. believe that anybody would warn anyone about this like yeah i'm chilling i mean but, you're uh, basically you're basically in paradise and yeah. uh yeah. yeah nobody's nobody's tripping over there yeah but uh our hotel room had this thing that i i'm not quite sure if it's a sun thing or a safety thing but there was like one of the light switches when you threw it, a metal shutter would come down over the window. Oh, like that's the, the Armageddon the shutter. Building. That's the Armageddon shutter. Yeah, yeah. It felt like that, mm-hmm. like like blast shields or something. Exactly. The fire is coming. And uh, and we got in there, you know, it, our train was a little late uh, leaving Paris and, and got delayed a little bit on the way. So, you know, we got in well after dark and... You know, we're just we're still a little jet lagged or bushed after a long day mm-hmm. of travel, and uh, we get into the room, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I like, let's sleep in, uh, and I throw this thing. I'm like, oh, this will be nice. It'll like block out the sun, and 
uh, if I have misread this town and it is in fact dangerous, like all these people have been saying, uh, you know, you'll also be safe. This this, this metal uh, this metal thing in front of the window will uh, provide just another layer of protection. <laughs> and uh, so I put it down, and uh, it goes down and seals up good and tight. And uh, I even draw the curtain just to be safe. We go to bed. And in the middle of the night, I hear somebody come into our room. Get and the fuck I, out of town. I fucking karate stand up on the bed and I start <laughs> What's running. What's karate to, stand look like? You know, like, I mean, it's it's dark, so, you know, not so as wait, dorky as like, it would if like the a, lights were on. But, like Dracula, uh, <laughs> you like from laying down, stand straight up? Yeah, yeah, okay, totally. Okay. Like, but in a karate uh, pose. Got it. Rachel starts screaming bloody fucking murder what? and I start yelling at the door like who the fuck is there who the fuck is coming what the fuck is-? and and I start running at the door and I I oh I God. slam it shut on whoever's like trying to come in and then I pull it open to see who it was and it's the maid and she is fucking white in the face she is so scared and I'm like oh we're still God. sleeping and I close the door again. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, why did the maid train come in at 3 a.m.? What the fuck? And I, like, go I go pick up my phone. I turn it on. Uh, it's it's uh, 8.45 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Pretty normal time for a maid to come. <laughs> this thing had, this, this metal the- shutter had shut the light off so utterly that we, it, like, all we could think was that it was the dead of night. And, uh, oh my god! Man. I that is incredible. And man, oh man, do I wish we could have the maid side of that story. Oh yeah, man, that they, like, is the like histrionic French she must have been slinging. <laughs> I just yeah. want to hear the lunchroom talks. Like, what the fuck? I just came back from room three hundred seven, and they just fucking yeah. screamed their fucking heads off at me. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, man. It was nuts, man. It was. Uh, it's basically the stupidest. Like I, like and 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 there's no explaining it because my French isn't good enough, and you know her English probably isn't good enough, and also like I was not wearing my glasses, so I don't even really know which maid. Like if I happen to walk past her in the hallway for the duration of our stay, I have no idea. I may that's, well have. It's for the best. It's for the best. I mean, I know what it's like to walk into your room and startle you, and uh, in the middle of the night. Oh start- yeah, you sure do. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really try and attack you, though. I was just freaked no, out. No, no, you just like you did actually Nosferatu out of bed and uh, yeah. stand straight up and karate oh, chop. Funny. I I didn't even I didn't even uh, think about that. But yeah, I guess you know I think of myself as being the kind of person that knows where I am when I'm asleep. You know, I've, I've never. Oh, do, woke, no, but I've never that- woken up and been like, "Where am I?" No, you no, know? but this is but, the thing. You here's. What you are if i'm you startled are, up you are fucking fighting ready i am vigilant yeah you are like dead asleep and then ready for action if something goes down in the room so yeah well i think that it's the same thing that makes me know when i'm in a neighborhood that is safe or not safe like well, I, you, kind of i'm almost, noticing all of the little things it almost that, contradicts though like what you just said you're like yeah this is safe as shit <laughs> then you put down your fucking fire door and go to sleep Right. And well, uh, you're you know, in your like, you're in your uh, panic room, and uh, and then all of a sudden you think it's Armageddon outside. 
I mean, if it, it's you know, a safe neighborhood is is one thing. A person, an unknown right. person coming that's, into your sorry, room, yeah, that's that's true. Is a, another thing entirely. <laughs> it's you know? true. It's true. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, it's quickly gone from being a safe neighborhood to, oh no, I was wrong. There's someone in my room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's the first night. That was uh, that was the second night. Um, Second, yeah, night. second night that, that we were there. Oh, that's great! What a good but, story. Uh, oh man, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, um, yeah. The other thing, uh, every taxi driver in Europe, like if you talk to them for more than two minutes, just wants to tell you some racist thing that they think. It sucks. Really? Get your shit together, European taxi drivers. I was all like sympathetic with the Parisian taxi union or whatever when Uber was coming and they like Mm-mm. threw a huge protest. Mm-mm. But no, I, I retract my sympathy. Like every, I mean, I every don't single know. taxi driver in Italy and France that had any English to converse with us in was uh, a horrible human being. Wow. Now, are you... Okay, so this is an ignorant question, but is this assuming that every European taxi driver you spoke to was white? Or is everyone everyone of uh, every color just racist? Well, so if they drive we, a cab. No, we had we had one uh, taxi driver of color. Our our driver on the way in from the airport was a uh, uh, an African a, a French African woman, African French woman, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't really speak much English, uh, so I have no idea where okay. where her uh, where her socio-political <laughs> right, stances right. are, are sure. at. But, uh, you know, sure. I'm not somebody that believes in reverse racism, so she's cool with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, man, like, I, this happened to me when I did my study abroad uh, in, in Dublin, too. You know, some guy told me that Ireland used to be way nicer. It's too much of a mix now. <sighs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I that kind of walking through London one night, I, there was a drunk... A drunk Englishman. Uh, I mean, this wasn't so much racist as much as he was. I mean, I kind of took it as racist, but he was just saying the English or London is not for the English anymore, or something like that. You know? Yeah. No. It's yeah. Like, oh boy. Oh boy. That's a. There's a weird stripe of that running through Europe. That uh, you know, I I really love Europe, but they really need to. Uh, I feel. I feel like the that they have not uh, managed to get that part of liberal western culture digested in certain parts of their society and it's like because Nor- guys, yeah, guys America remember has, what right? happened in germany with these ideas remember oh god yeah this is we're going down a dark path here yeah. i mean we're, we're i mean we're not uh, we're not john roderick and merlin man we probably shouldn't spend too no. much time talking about the no Holocaust no no, on this no show. we're uh, throwing stones at glass houses is what, what is it you know mm, don't throw stones no no we <laughs> No, <laughs> we're not doing that. Why? Well, what? I just mean that we don't have it figured out over here necessarily either, though. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but but uglier over there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Fair enough. Let's leave it at that. I, it's uglier I think, in Europe. I think that for it's all just... of the all of the ugliness and problems, which I will freely admit that the United States has a huge race problem, mm-hmm. it has a way darker streak in uh, in certain kinds of dude that drive cabs okay fair enough (laughs) yeah it's uh it's uh best not to go any further yeah Uh, this is not that kind of a show 
No. Um, uh, and we've been drinking. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting dumber by the minute. Yeah. Hashtag not all taxi drivers. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. God, that's all I was trying to say. Uh, this drink is uh, much better than I thought it was going to be because <laughs> I don't have so much experience with Kirsch. And yeah, uh, well, we've we've had a, a fitful relationship with cherry brandy on this show, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we've got more more than more of it than we need, and uh, right. And I was happy to see that this required two and a quarter ounces. So yeah, uh, got to burn through some of that stock. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have another one. I don't even, you know, I like this drink fine. What what I do? I really want another one? No. Am I gonna have it just to get rid of the Kirsch? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I respect I respect that uh, that commitment from you. Um, you know, I uh, <laughs> last year discovered that I I really do like certain dry brandies i had a, a mm-hmm. really nice uh steel barrel uh apple brandy um at a fancy restaurant here in new york that uh i just wanted to drink the entire goddamn bottle i liked it so much and then uh wow. our friend wow our friend michael hoffman past guest michael hoffman got me a pear brandy um mm-hmm. i can't remember what the occasion was maybe it was my birthday or something but I uh, I savored that bottle uh, and <laughs> savored it way too quickly. In my opinion, <laughs> savored it quickly. I like that. Um, but I I, uh, <laughs> I savored that bottle one night. I I haven't like done a just a straight up cherry brandy in a glass yet, but uh, I f- I feel like I might like it. You know. Yeah, it's um, it's like somewhere between like like bitter and tart or something. I don't know what's sure. happening, but it's um. It is really refreshing. I mean, I think these two drinks are probably, you know, really good summer drinks. Yeah. So if it's Have hot one. where you are, if it's hot where you are, make these two drinks. Yeah. These are it, these. This is a rare, affordable beverage uh, that we serve up here on Let's Drink About It. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like both of these are pretty easy to get the ingredients together <laughs> for not that much, and yeah. Um. You know, you should have a bottle of Aperol around, anyways. Yeah. For sure. If uh, if you if you're enjoying some cocktails, mm-hmm. you're gonna want some Aperol. Mm-hmm. It doesn't I, get used that often, but uh, you know what? I, I always d- like it. I do want to say this. Um, last week, Adam uh, prescribed me uh, Stevo's Tuxedo was the name of the drink. It was a gin yeah. gin beverage, and uh, good lord, is that a delicious beverage? So I started making it at work. Oh, nice and. Smash hit. Smash nice. hit. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, uh, you know, you get that a lot, right? When you work at a bar, it's like, oh, I'm, I just like gin. Make me something. And people are really trusting. So if you have yep. like a two or three drinks in, you know, in each uh, base spirit, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe like super pro bar, bar, bartenders would uh, scoff at this. But if, you know, at, at the very least, you have two or three uh, in each base spirit, you, you know, you're going to hit like, you know, it's just like, Oh, do you like it sweet, sour, you know, like right. balanced, whatever. And then you're, you know, off to the races kind of thing. But this one just like across the board. Um, I like it. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know if you've had it, but you should, cause it's really, really good. I'll, uh, uh it's one of those my, ones, you know, every so, often convenience. We, every so often we have one. Yeah. yeah it's your earliest convenience. Um, <clears throat> Well, it's not going to be tonight. It's uh, we're recording this late on a Monday, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm definitely going to give that a give that a swing. Yeah, 
Um, well, uh, talk to me about uh, talk to me about saying farewell to a friend. I feel like having a friend that's in town for a year uh, can be great. Too. It, and like, it, no, this is the thing. It's like, I did not know this person. So, uh, and and uh, this person's name is Mary, and Mary yeah. uh, has been mentioned on this show a little over a year ago she arrived from england and we had yeah, you mutual... were like showing her around and you that That's was a life event, exactly right, right. and yeah. uh, she sat in on one of the recordings and um and uh so she was a mutual friend of of uh a friend of mine in england a couple of people in england actually know her and oh, and um how sophisticated of you to have a friend in england <laughs> well you know you know a little bum and gets around you know and uh <laughs> so so um you know, sight unseen, we meet and and just hit it off right off, right off the bat. You know, she she's great, and uh, and so over the past year, we've got to know each other and become close friends. We you know we we I took her to radio club, and and you know she got to meet some people through that, and you know um, and she got a job through that, and and then like wow. you know it, it was just like. Uh, and we've had fun over this past year, and and you know, and as, totally. of course, as the year goes on, you know, and she gets her own sort of uh, her own group of friends. I mean, we're all have, like relatively same group of friends, but like, you know, she has her own life, obviously. So you see a little bit less, and so like leading right. up to this departure, I hadn't seen her in like a few weeks, you know. Yeah. Um. So we got together and had coffee. Uh, uh, a few of us got together and had coffee uh, the other morning, yesterday morning, I think it was. Two, yeah, whatever. It was a couple mornings ago. And uh, for those of you keeping track at home, <laughs> it's me thinking out loud. That's all it is. Do you ever hear people say, "I'm just talking out loud" when they mean to say "thinking out loud"? <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, and just uh, anyway. Uh, so anyway, she's off, and uh, yeah, it's just. Um, one of those things. It's like, yeah, it is. You're right. It was a really good year, and it's a very fortunate thing to be able to spend that much time with somebody who you did not know a year ago, and now yeah. you know uh, are, are close friends with. And yeah, uh, some of my uh, some of my uh, some of my closer friends, I feel like, have happened that way. Like New York is some of your best friends uh, leave a year later. Yeah, like well, New York is the kind of town where. Um, just like a lot of people need to come check it off the list, I feel like. And uh, I've had more than yeah, one it's person that, it's a transient that came, city. came into New York on a kind of limited basis. And we struck up a, a friendship that persists till today, even though they like left and went to some other city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's good. Now, uh, now you'll have a, a yet mm-hmm. another excuse to go to London. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, um, you know, there was the 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 chance that I might be coming to New York uh, in September, but now I think I may go to London in November. November, I think I'm. I'm. You know, I'm thinking I might just do that because it's been long overdue. I've got you know a few people I'd like to go see there, and you know, having spent a little bit of time there. You know, I mean, you probably don't need much more than a year to get attached to a place. Like, there's, you know, there's certain things. There's, like, that wasn't the easiest time of my life in London, but it, there were so many good things that happened in London, you know? Right. Um, so to, go, to, be able to, go, to be able to go back and have a few more people to visit is uh, definitely a positive thing. Um, but this, Mary may end up in, Lon- uh, sorry, Los Angeles eventually. So, like, all of... I think most of the planet might be moving to Los Angeles. I, I, yeah. It's my understanding. 
Yeah, knock it off its uh, mooring and send it into the fucking drink. <laughs> Speaking of drink, this one's delicious. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I I and done. I have a bottle of uh, that cherry brandy myself. So I, uh, after I make myself a Stevo's tuxedo, I'll make myself a farewell to Hemingway. We have a listener request this week we have two um these wow. are both uh wedding themed and uh but you know I, I would feel bad not airing these and i know we have a, a long a large backlog of calls and uh thank you to everybody that calls uh, I, in i like to hear that that's really, yeah i did not uh, know that ben yeah, you're the mon- you're the moderator and i don't know what calls right. come through so yeah they, they tend to be a surprise for you um but uh, I, we yeah. really appreciate everybody that's called in. I'm just getting these two out of the way so that we can get back to our normal programming and never talk about my wedding ever again. Your wedding or most weddings also? Because, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, we've done it, it now. We've we're, done it now. We've done yeah. weddings. This show will no longer deal with weddings. Yep. They're off, Stamped off it. the menu. Stamped it. No races. Black ball beats them all. <laughs> flush it down the toilet. Whoa. Dang. Right? Classic schoolyard talk uh, right there. That's That may be Canadian classic. I, the, all of that was new to me. Cool. Well, you know, enjoy it. Ben, this is Adam Pranica, popular guest and occasional host of your podcast. <laughs> I'm at your wedding right now, <laughs> and I'm drinking Purell and soda from your open bar. Uh, it's been a beautiful occasion, and... You and your sparkling bride are beautiful and amazing. Can you set me up with a drink suggestion for an occasion like this? Love you, man. Bye. I love that oh, you, you can hear some somebody drop a bottle when he says open bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think, uh, ask them not to put Purell and soda on the menu. I do not understand this fucking company. Well, they get off. Adam was a fucking mess. Uh, he could not get enough of that Purell. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I tried to tell him. It's not really for the inside, but, you know, no, yeah. he did it anyway. Topical use only. <laughs> uh, yeah. Adam. Was he uh, was he working it into a, a lather, getting those uh, stiff peaks? or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun, man. I mean, I you know, he's like, should I call in? let's think about it right now i'm like yeah you should you totally should (laughs) nice um yeah well uh you know i've uh a few few role models in my life uh and uh as far as as far as uh nice relationships go and i think that adam and his beautiful wife elaine have a have a really uh wonderful dynamic in their marriage and uh that's a club I'd like to be a member of with my marriage. And uh, what better cocktail to commemorate that than the best club cocktail? Go fuck yourself, Clover Club cocktail. <laughs> the Pegu Club cocktail. Hey. Actually, the Clover Club's really good. We've done, I, the, I we've done the Pegu also on this show. Have we? I, I'm pretty sure you gave me a Pegu Club. Ooh. One of the early days. Seems anyway. possible. You know what? We haven't assigned it to somebody, so. Yeah. Somebody assign it to me. I like the Pegu Club cocktail. All right, I want to drink Go one. drink a Pegu Club. There you go. Thanks. Thanks. The <laughs> um, Pegu Club cocktail is two ounces of gin, three quarter ounces of orange curacao, 
three quarter ounces of lime juice, a dash of Angostura bitters, and a dash of orange bitters. You're going to shake those with ice until well chilled and fine strain into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a lime. Uh, I guess you go half a half a wheel or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a good drink. I feel like I feel like Adam Pranic has probably got all those ingredients, right? No, there's not. If he doesn't, I don't know. What Not a lot doing. of blind spots in uh, Adam Pranica's arsenal. No. The guy's all-seeing, all-knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know why Look I agreed out. to that so so quickly. What's that? I don't know why I agreed to that so quickly. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got another? We have another. Hi, Benjamin and Christopher. It's Donna, Ben's mom. I need a drink for someone who suddenly has nothing to do after six months of wedding planning. So I hope you can come up with something interesting. <laughs> By the way, Chris, you rocked that oh. suit at the wedding, so you were sartorially <laughs> perfect. No worries at all. Oh, Thanks. Bye, bye. This is a, a, one of those pieces of evidence that my mom likes my friends more than she likes me. <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's so embarrassing because here's what happens. Like, look, it, I don't think it's a secret now, and I'm the last to know. That like yes, I think I need approval sometimes. You know, I think I just I get so concerned, and then like, hey buddy, you got it. And then, but yeah, but then when it comes in, I'm like, fuck, I'm a, I'm an idiot. Why am I? Why am I like so? Anyway, point being, uh, I was nervous, and then I got some uh, some positive response, and I appreciate it. So thank you, yeah, Donna. Man. It was lovely to meet you, by the way. Um, yeah, my mom is a. Uh... You know, maybe second only to your dad as far as fans of this show. No, this goes. is it. This is this is the thing. It's uh, yeah, yeah they're they're about they're in battle for the number one spot. <laughs> oh, two enter, only one will leave. <laughs> uh, uh, how's how's your pop doing? He he had another uh, what is it, a knee surgery today. Yeah, I mean this guy only he's just been hit with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, you might remember. Three months ago, had a hip replacement, yeah, and today had a knee replacement. So, uh, you know, I think like with uh, he's he's good, but with with the hip, he was in like excruciating pain when he got it done. So when he woke up, it was like the pain the pain measured zero, and and where I think he woke up today and didn't feel his knee, but like that's going to change over the course of the next you know few months because it's apparently like a really really uh, painful uh, rehab. So, right. Um, but you know, it, it needed to be done, and uh, the dude's a trooper. And um, yeah, if anybody can tough it out, it's him. So, well, speedy so, yeah. recovery, Ken, uh, for sure. And my mom uh, deserves a huge amount of credit for working herself to the nub and totally shucking out a lot of ducats to uh make my wedding happen um you know you know shucking ducats i mean shucking ducats shucking ducats donna that's what they call her (laughs) donna the ducat shucker um (laughs) uh yeah uh you know a lot of people say like um my friend uh erica uh, you, you may have met um uh, Erica, she's the wife of uh, Wayne, one of my groomsmen, and uh, she, when when their wedding was over, she told me she felt like she was going through withdrawal 
All right. Uh, having having nothing to meticulously fret about. <laughs> like there uh, should be something to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, and I feel like that's common. Um, Rachel and I have felt the opposite. <laughs> We've been really relieved to be elated, done with it. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know, I think that. Uh, you know, my mom and maybe Rachel's mom as well have some some planning, planning withdrawal going on. So I figured a cocktail that takes a little time to get together, a little bit of little bit of planning, uh, might like, be a welcome methadone to the heroin that is planning a wedding. So you're talking like you have to wait a season to grow a particular ingredient type thing? <laughs> not, not quite that. Okay. Not, not quite right. that much planning. Uh, uh, this is the terroir and peace cocktail. Um, two ounces of mushroom-infused gin, <laughs> one ounce of Dolan Dry Vermouth, quarter ounce of thyme syrup, and lemon peel for garnish. Um, so you're going to combine the infused gin, vermouth, and thyme syrup, uh, stir and strain into a chilled coupe glass, and express that lemon peel over the glass and discard. Don't don't even put it in the drink. Just you're just getting the oils. Throw it out the window. Yeah, get uh, rid of it. Um, the, so mushroom infused gin is just uh, fill a quart sized mason jar to the two third line with uh, mushrooms, ideally chanterelles, <laughs> and uh, fill it the rest of the way up with gin and let it sit for two weeks. Uh, so you need two weeks lead time to make this drink. Also, and, but again, the time pun just is not wasted on me. I could listen, you know, you need a drink or we're going to give you a drink that uh, requires some time. And then you actually yeah. have time syrup in there. It just, <laughs> I mean, that's for me, bread and butter. That's my bread and butter right there. Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, picked up on that, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's the, that's the drink for my mom and mom, thank you for calling in and thank you for helping make my, uh, my wedding a reality. So, uh, you know, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's a one-to-one score. Uh, Ken and Donna. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, for Collins. For yeah, Collins, sure. yep. Uh, no, your dad's called in more than once. No, he's called in once. No. He's called in once. Wait a second. He called in with the Langmayer Lumreek that one time. Wasn't that the same call? I feel like he's called in twice. Ken, call in. Tell us how many times you've called in. <laughs> oh, actually, I mean, he will be listening. Mm, oh, maybe not. He might still be high on morphine. I told him how great morphine is because he's never oh, had nice. it. He's got the yeah. button. He's got the button. Uh, yeah. So I didn't have that. I just had a constant drip. It was like I was out of con- it was out of my control. You know, I was just high. I couldn't help. You didn't it. have the button. No, it was just a it was just a drip for like. I was uh, I was here picturing you with the button, Chris. Oh man, like a fiend, like. Yeah, like mashing away button. at that yeah. button. No, no, no. Button mashing. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, thank you, Donna, for calling. That was uh, what a nice surprise. And both of you, Adam, Donna, if you make those drinks, you know what to do Take with them. Take a pick. Drink send, them. But send that don't, pick in. Don't drink them without taking a picture first, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if you do drink it without taking a picture first, make it again. Make <laughs> another pick. Actually, yeah, in that case, drink it first, then make another one. Then take yeah. a picture. Before we close out the show, I uh, I just uh, I want to do a little bit of a plug, and I'm not um, super sure that there will even be any tickets left for this uh, by the time people hear this. But um, I'm doing I'm intrigued. I'm doing a little pop up restaurant with my friends Mahad and 
Osvaldo, and uh, it's of called course. Drinks Drinks and Dilettantes, the dilettantes being the chefs and the drinks coming from me, also a dilettante. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the idea is to kind of explore a cuisine and a, and a, and then pair cocktails with it. So um, this is happening in Park Slope, Brooklyn on uh, August the 1st. Um, and uh, just look at our Twitter account at Drink About It for links. I'll, I'll try to put them up every day until the thing. Um, well, so this being Thursday, I mean, it's basically yeah. you've got Thursday, Friday, and it, yeah. the event is this Saturday. Is, this is uh, this is happening Saturday. Yeah, your best bet's probably to try and go for the early seating. There, it's a small space, uh, only twenty, only twenty seats per per seating. Uh, so we're doing two two seatings. Um, but yeah, you could uh, get to meet me and taste some some fancy cocktails. Uh, it's Mexican food, and Osvaldo is like an incredibly talented uh, cook. I had some. I think he made the best guacamole I've ever tasted. Wow. Um, and, you know, Man. guacamole is really good, but, like, making noticeably better than all other guacamole is a is a challenge, and Homeboy did it. So, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for the food at this, and uh, we're also doing um, a flight of Mexican spirits. You know, obviously you've had tequila and mezcal, but have you had ricea and have you had sotol? Uh, you're gonna get to taste them. Fancy at this at this thing. So, um, yeah, man. This, uh, is, this is one of those occasions where I wish I could just hop on a plane. You know? Yeah, you gotta just hop on one. I've been doing that lately, but yeah. uh, this uh, this time I can't. This time, yeah. I'm groundbound, bro. I'm groundbound. Like, yeah. likewise, Brett, buddy. Um, Ruddy, I like it. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. Yeah, it is late. Um, I apologize. That's my my fault. Anyways. Uh, if, if that's of any interest to you at all, I think tickets are 90 bucks, um, which means 90 bucks for a three-course meal, a couple of cocktails, and a flight. You you will be tipsy by the time you leave yeah, this, if I, not fully smashed. A $90 <laughs> meal with drinks included in New York City. Come on now. Three-course meal. Steal. You know, come on. What are you, what are you, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Going to some fucking restaurant that will also be there the next day that's not cool <laughs> yeah go to one of those new tr- those trendy uh tent those uh fly-by-night restaurants you know well we are a fly-by-night restaurant we're love it a one night only you know yeah. um but if it's successful we're gonna do more uh we have a couple of other cuisines already uh on our minds for future ones uh, cool. assuming this one goes well Count me in, man. I'll, um, just, I'll just be there to, you know, rinse glasses. <clears throat> yeah. Well, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <sighs> Said it this week. I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I said uh, that to my boss. Don't if I, don't worry. If nice. I have time to lean, I have time to clean. And I hated that I said it. Well, I think that I think I've plugged myself in my wedding entirely too much, Chris. So why don't you? Uh, why, don't, why don't I plug you, uh, your Twitter account, which is always really funny and uh, thoughtful and interesting, at CrispyChicken. Everybody should really be following Chris on Twitter. Give me a fucking break. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny, like, um, 
the last couple of days. I mean, I, I fucking hate talking about tweeting, but it's just I love <laughs> I love watching the fucking Twitter count, like the, the follower count drop. You know, it's like, oh fuck, I have no idea what I said, but uh, you know, people are just like, no, that's it, that's cool. But I, I also look at it as like a a culling of uh, mm, yeah of uh, only the only the true fans. Yeah, you want only the true fans. Yeah, fans. Um, yeah. Uh, and Ben, you can follow Benjamin at Benjamin R A H R. Yeah, but come on, not this week. Not this week. Let's, let's what? just yeah. We we don't need to give out any more information about shit I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too late. I already did. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we should thank Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for the music and the art. And Is that it? I guess we yeah we don't have to thank the guest. Nope. They didn't. They didn't fucking even speak up hey, once this whole episode. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome, Ben. You're welcome, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, we should thank. Uh, let me thank Adam Pranica for. Oh uh, man. Ably wow, we almost. Me. Yeah, Adam. Thank you so much, buddy. That man, was, uh, I listened to that episode and I was like, eh, these guys don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking holding this show back. You're full if of anything. shit. You're full of shit. Um, where where but, would uh, knowledge come from? It just you just get two fucking idiots pull, bumping into each other, uh, you know. I pull virtually. almost all of this out of my ass, Chris. Well, almost all of it. But that's just you know, it, if it do, it does nothing more than illustrate what a fool I am, I'll believe anything anyone says. Then fair <laughs> enough, you know. It's another le- it's another level to this show. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go per- perfectly with them. Later, potato. Do not choke on your rum and coke. Oh, I like that reading. Formal. (laughs) You know, on the count of the wedding. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Just one more time. Yeah. Later, potato. (laughs) (laughs) That's way better. Later, potato. That's way better. Later, potato. (laughs) All right, buddy. It's late. (laughs) All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. See ya. Falsalarm? Falsalarm. Falsalarm. Uh, nothing like starting an episode with a falsalarm. Falsalarm. Um, I feel I feel like falsalarm might be how falernum is supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> oh, that's that's a bit of alcohol humor there. Yeah. We have fun. No, we do. <laughs>